Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. David Fraser is an internet privacy law specialist, originator of the Canadian Privacy Law blog, privacylawyer.blog.privacylawyer.ca, uh, and partner in McKinnis Cooper LLP in Halifax. David, thank you very much for the time. And so we have this COVID-19 alert app, but it does not offer complete privacy. What are the concerns? Well, the, the concerns are actually relatively theoretical and relatively trivial in, in the grand scheme of things. So the app doesn't collect any of your personal information. It doesn't identify you, and it stores all the data on your device unless you choose to, in the, in the event of a, of a positive diagnosis, to upload information to a server. And again, that information is not even connected with you that then kind of disseminates it further. The only real, and, and so the way that it works is you install the app on your phone, it uses a privacy protective framework created in collaboration by Google and Apple, which makes sense because most people either have an Android phone or an Apple uh, iPhone. And what it does is as you're out and about, it kind of just chirps a random code out into the ether and other phones that have the app installed listen for those random codes, and they're also chirping their own random codes. And <clears throat> if you're diagnosed with, with COVID-19, public health gives you a code, you put it into, into your phone if you choose to, uploads all of your random chirps onto a server, and everybody else's phones that are running this app check that server daily. And kind of, have you heard this chirp, which are random, not associated with you at all? Um, and if they do, what happens is they get an alert telling them to contact public health and, and get a test or, or whatever. And so the, the real risk is of, that's been identified for re-identification is, let's say you're living in a very small community uh, and you're only around a couple people and they're running the app and you get an alert, you might be able to infer that one of the small handful of people that you've been around uh, was diagnosed. And so that's the only real risk of re-identification. The government doesn't know who you are when you're using the app. The government doesn't know where you are when you're using the app. And if you have a positive diagnosis from public health, they already know that. Uh, and you're not kind of broadcasting your identity associated with your diagnosis around the, around the world. So in my view, um, I installed the app. Um, I took a pretty close look at it. It's one of the things that I do professionally, although I wasn't actually kind of involved. I don't have a, a conflict in, in talking about the, like I wasn't employed by the government in, in putting this thing together. Uh, but I've never seen a, a project that's been subject to so much transparency and so much scrutiny. And frankly, if, if anybody kind of has a propeller beanie and has the, the ability to do so, you can actually go and, and download and scrutinize the code to make sure that, it, that there's no back doors or anything, anything creepy like that. And I'm probably the first person to question anything where the government says, oh, you should download this app on your phone. Um. Should people be uh, allowed to be compelled to use the app? That's another question. We were just talking about whether or not uh, when a vaccine is developed and is proven to be successful against coronavirus, whether it should be mandatory in Canada, and it created quite some some interesting response. Uh, Is there a scenario potentially here, even from an employer-employee situation, where uh, an employer could say, hey, you have to do this? Well, I think that's actually that's the, the employer-employee context is the most interesting because the government said right out of the gate, this is entirely voluntary. 
the privacy commissioners of Ontario and Canada who have closely scrutinized the app have said that kind of voluntariness is, is, a, is a key part of this. Uh, but I've heard from and had some discussion around employment lawyers and privacy lawyers and, and occupational health and safety lawyers whether or not it might be reasonable to require or unreasonable, <laughs> as the case may be, to require employees to install and use this uh, and use this app. And there's a, there's always there's in this whole coronavirus thing there's been an interesting tension between privacy and occupational health and safety. So in every province in Canada, there's an occupational health and safety law. There's an obligation on employers, obviously, to keep workplaces as safe as they can do in the, re- in the circumstances. But all of those laws actually put a legal obligation on the employees to also contribute to that safe workplace. And so uh, certainly I haven't heard any, uh, any employers who have said this is mandatory. I would probably encourage my clients to encourage their employees to install the app. I don't think I would, I would necessarily go so far as to make it mandatory because the, the benefit of it is that you could get an alert long before, an alert related to exposure, long before you're showing any symptoms. And without that alert, you might be an asymptomatic spreader in a workplace for a number of days, if not Interesting point. two weeks, yeah. um, and, and thereby kind of endangering all of your colleagues. And right. one of the reasons why I have it on my phone is, is to protect my colleagues and everybody that, that I encounter. Um, but so far, I haven't seen any employers say, yeah, no, this is mandatory. But it's okay. one of those things that doesn't collect any personal information. All right, it David. give any information to the employer. Uh, sorry, I have to stop you there. And I do appreciate you coming on and, and providing us with the perspective on this app. I haven't downloaded it yet, but based on what I just heard you say, I'm going to. Thanks very much for the time. Always great talking to you. Always a pleasure, Roy. You take care. All the best. David Fraser, Privacy Lawyer, and it's uh, blog.privacylawyer.ca. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 